The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We're in Psalm chapter 118. Uh, I was debating to take in a, uh, t- a day to do a study in Psalm chapter 117, but if you know some of the, the simple truths of the Word of God, one of them is that the shortest chapter in the Bible is Psalm chapter 117. It's verse 1 and 2. If you ever want to memorize an entire chapter of Scripture and you feel like it's a bit overwhelming, Psalm 117, a whole chapter, that's, there you go. Two verses, uh, when I was in, growing up in high school, Christian high school, that was always some of the things they did. They would memorize that one, and then John eleven thirty five, 35, Jesus wept, that was it. They, they, they had their memorization done. Uh, but then we know that the, the very centers of the Bible, Psalm chapter 118, which we're going to look at in a second, then of course the longest chapter in the Bible, Psalm 119. And uh, so, uh, outside of the information I gave you, there's nothing special about those three bits of information. It's just the fact that that's what they are. But what we're going to do is we're going to look at 118, because 118 repeats a little bit of chapter 117. And so we're going to look at something that a lot of times we would look at the beginning of this chapter in a level of what it means to us and gratefulness. So we've actually, there's an imperative, there's a command for us to do, to, to thank the Lord for this aspect of His attributes. And so in Psalm 118, the Bible says, Oh, give thanks. Now, again, this is a command unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. So they talk about his goodness and they talk about his mercy. And we look at his goodness and mercy, and a lot of times you can look at it as, I'm, I'm thankful for it because of what it means for me. You know, it means that, you know, he's good to me, his mercy endureth when I have just really had a rough week or I've been bad or I've gone the wrong direction, I want to come back and his mercy's still there and and he's long-suffering to us and all of that is extremely true. But that's not actually the reason we're told to give thanks for that. This is just a command. It's It's a reminder. It's a reminder of the goodness of God. It's a constant reminder of his mercy. These are important attributes. They're also one of the things that keep us confident in our relationship with God and growing when we're constantly reminded of these things. See, Satan wants to convince you that he's a hateful God. Satan wants to convince you that if you've messed up, well, then obviously you've messed up, then therefore um, God doesn't love you and he's never going to never accept you back. And that's what Satan wants you to believe. And so the psalmist here, and by the way, we don't exactly know exactly who the psalmist is. A lot of people believe it might be David, but it, it could be even later kings or Ezra, some believe. There could be a list of people who it could be. We don't know for sure. But the psalmist basically states this is an important thing for us to remember to do. So then he goes through the next few verses and breaks down in detail who should do this. So he says in verse 3, let the house of Aaron now say this, that his mercy endureth forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say his mercy endureth forever. He said, I, will, I called upon the Lord in distress, and the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear <clears throat> what men can do to me. So he moves from this aspect of reminding of the mercy to I go to him, and this is one of the reasons I'm thankful for his mercy, but in this situation where I'm in distress, I'm in a bad spot, I called upon him and he helped me. It took me from a street, kind of a, a pair on the idea of a, of a sailor who's kind of lost out of control in a certain part of the water and he's removed to a wider place, moved to a safer place. And so I call, verse 5, I call on the Lord in distress, and he answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what men can do unto me. And I think that's an important thing to look at, that the world has so many things they want to do, and in, in some of it getting rid of God or going in a certain direction, that we can become overwhelmed. 
And so the key is that we must remember that God is on our side. God is with us and we stand for God and we go the right direction. He's in control. He knows what's going on. And yes, while he told us, you know, towards the end time before he comes back, now the world's going to become an uncomfortable place. He doesn't mean he's still not going to be there in the midst of it. He says in verse 7, The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. He said, the Lord is on me with, he's on my side, and those who hate me and against, he's going to deal with it. God is going to take care of those people. Verse 8, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Then he repeats that, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. He said, I'd rather trust in God than the world. I'd rather trust in God than the government. He goes, there's a lot of people, and God has established government. You would assume to an extent that uh, we could hold confidence in that because it's, the institution itself is established by God. But remember, it's established by God, but then it's filled with humans. And humans are frail, humans are faulty, and often humans can be selfish in a desire to get what they want. He goes, so I, I don't place my trust in those things. My eternal trust, my temporary trust, my security is found in Christ alone. He says in verse 10, all nations compass me about. But in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. He, he, we won't talk about this now, but he goes on and talks about the power that God gave him even on the other enemies that were coming at him, which gives you the impression that this probably was a king that was speaking as other nations were trying to take him down. But what we look at really is we, he starts with talking about the great mercy of God and a command, be reminded of it. Then he moves on to talk about in that mercy how he helps us in our hardest of times and in simply in the times that we cannot in ourselves find help. I don't know what situation you find yourself in right now. It could be financial, could be family, um, could be with illness, could, could be a lot of different things. I honestly, last night I, I sat there, I was looking at a, an information I got. Um, I, my daughter, the school my daughter attended, graduated from last year. One of the seniors she graduated, graduated with went to a small Bible college. Uh, I think it was down in Delaware. And I learned yesterday that he and a friend of his were in a, a serious car accident and he did not live through it. And it, it just, you know, he's 18. I'm guessing 18, maybe 19. I, you know, age of my daughter, and I looked at that, and it just, when it, it is, I don't know, it just seems so unnecessary. There's so many aspects of it that hit me. And I look at this and say, Lord, I really struggled with it last night. I struggled with the aspect. I knew him, sweet young man, a very, really kind young man. I looked at it, just really, it was a battle. My wife and I even said, sometimes we wonder why it is that God takes the good ones, you know, when there's so many others out there, you'd think maybe he could. And, you know, that's a human reasoning, We and we'd have to trust in God's plan. But you know, I'm glad that no matter what it is in the world, we can trust in His mercy, trust that He's got a plan, and that even though, I mean, the world's full of chaos, it doesn't make sense. So that's what we have to learn to put our trust in Him above the authorities in the world, above anything else. And by the way, one of the reasons we limit ourselves in putting our trust in our authorities is the authority is attempting to, I believe many of them are doing their best, and yeah, they're going to have different agendas, but I believe they're doing what they think is best for the country based upon their perspective. But can I encourage you that one of the battles we run into is they're doing it through a non-God view, non-biblical worldview. They're looking at the world literally in many cases saying the more we can get rid of God, the better we are. The more we can allow anarchy or get rid of any level of morality, the better we are. And so that's the problem is they look at the world and they do not look at it through the lens of God or scripture or the Bible. Many of them are religious, but they're not making their decisions based upon that. And it's, it's obvious because they're even going against their own religions if they want to hold to that. But see, that's the problem is we look at that. We need to view the world through the lens of scripture and the Bible and God's word and God. They don't. They, 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 it's, it's kind of something they do on the side, but they don't. They don't really believe this enough to make this an influential part of their life. 
And we have to realize that ultimately God's the one in control and takes care of us. And so that's what we put our trust in. That's where we find our confidence and that's where we can find our rest. I don't know what it is you find yourself in uh, today and, and right now, but you know, we can, His mercy endures forever. He is good and that He is there and He'll never leave us, even in the darkest of times. And we find our confidence in that. And we're grateful for the book of Psalms, frankly, to constantly remind us of this. Constantly, I mean, this is something we've talked about several times as we've walked through the book of Psalms, is we constantly reminded that he is, His mercy endures forever and He is always there no matter what. And the reason for the redundancy is we need it. We need to be constantly reminded of this. And so I hope you find confidence in that. Hope you find a level of hope that God loves you. He's not, he's not forgotten about you. He's got a plan and he's working it out. And if you just allow him to do that and keep your faith in him and your eyes focused on him. Thanks for joining us again this weekend. Again, we invite you to join us Sunday morning at 10 in person and evening at 5. Again, if you want to join us online, you can, but we enjoy, invite you to join us for those services. We'd love to have you here and be able to worship with us. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we look forward to be back again next week on Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock. We're willing I will do better than I did this week at being consistent with it. But we appreciate, again, being part of your day. We hope you have a great weekend. God bless.